When you look at me, you might not be surprised to know that I was never much of a fighter. I had a ferocious temper when I was growing up, which put me in a lot of situations where fighting would have been an option, but really it only happened one time. That was back in sixth grade. It was winter recess, we were all inside, and my friend Ken was playing his 45 RPM record, 1432 Franklin Pike Circle Hero on the record player. A girl named Jackie came over and took his record off and put one on on one of her own. Well, I took offense at that, so I went over and I took her record and I threw it across the room like a frisbee. I'm pretty sure it smashed against the wall. Anyway, coming to Jackie's defense was Daryl. He grabbed my arm and he said, hey, Marshall, what do you think you're doing? And I just reared back and I, I decked him. I hit him in the face, knocked him down, and I got on top of him and I started punching him. Uh, the teacher from next, the next room over, Mrs. Johnson, came in and she grabbed my arm and she took me out in the hall. And if I had been most students, I would have had the Board of Education applied to the seat of learning. But I wasn't most students. I had never been in a fight before and I was known as one of those good students. So all I received was a stern lecture. Now I share that story for one simple reason. Today's message from Galatians 5 is about the most important fight in our lives. I titled our message today, The Fight We Must Win. If you're new today, I want to welcome you again, and I want to simply say we're so glad that you're with us. If you've been in and out over the summer, maybe you're not sure exactly what's going on. We've been studying through the letter to the Galatians all summer. We're in chapter 5, and it's really the most important part of the letter because Paul is going to tell us how we come to live in freedom so that we can exercise the fruit or the results of that freedom in our everyday lives, both now and for eternity. So Paul has invested most of the letter asking the Galatian believers why it is that they had received the freedom that comes with knowing Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord only to fall back into slavery to Moses' law. Now, if you haven't seen any of these messages or missed some of them, you can watch them online uh, on the New Life app or at newlifexn.org, and I would encourage you to do that. But right now, we're going to dig into the passage where the Apostle Paul tells us how to live in freedom and then produce fruit. Uh, before we turn to Galatians 5, 16 to 26, that's where we're going to be today, let's look at today's take-home point. The take-home point is the one point that I'll be making from Scripture that we want to live out in our homes in our workplaces, in our schools, wherever we are this week. Here it is. When we let the Holy Spirit fight for us, the result is fruit in our lives. So that take-home point might not make much sense right now. How does the Holy Spirit fight for us? That's what we're going to be focusing on today, talking about. It's going to become very clear as we go through the passage. So before we turn to Galatians 5, 16 to 26, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for your word, your written word. We thank you for Galatians in particular, which has been such a blessing for us to understand that you love us and that you set us free by the blood of Jesus, by his death on the cross, his resurrection, his return to heaven to be with you and sending of the Holy Spirit. We have freedom and we can live new lives. We pray today as we come to this crucial passage where we talk about the fight the Holy Spirit is doing within us right now, that he would indeed fight for us even as we listen to this message so that we would be set free from any sin, any activity that's holding us back and set free to live for you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
So turn with me, if you will, in your Bible, your Bible app, or on page 57 in your Galatians uh, study and prayer guide as we turn to Galatians 5.16. It's also going to be on your screen. Paul writes, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. In last weekend's scripture, the Apostle Paul portrayed um, what it means to be freed from the Mosaic law through the blood of Jesus. But when he said we were set free from the Mosaic law, he said something else. We weren't set free from that so that we could sin. We weren't set free to sin. That's where we're picking up today. Let's put it this way. If you don't want to live in slavery to the law or sin, it's simple. Let the Holy Spirit guide your life. It's simple, but it's not always easy. As we've said so many times here at New Life, Jesus told us that we must be born again. That is, we must be born spiritually. We've already been born physically. Now we need to be born spiritually. And when that happens, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit become part of our lives. And at that moment, it's possible for the Holy Spirit to start transforming us from the inside out so we can be the new people that being born again implies. Now, the process is simple. But it isn't easy, and that's why Paul continues. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. The most important fight in our lives is not an external fight like my fight with Daryl back in sixth grade. It's taking place inside of us right now if Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior in our lives. This is how Paul put it. The sinful nature wants to do evil. We live in a culture that downplays sin and evil. In fact, unwanted behaviors are usually attributed to poor parenting, mental illness, societal problems, and many other reasons. Jesus and Paul both said, we do evil because our hearts are sinful and evil. When I was 12, I trusted Jesus as my Savior and Lord. I got baptized and I believed that I was done with sin. I was not going to have any more trouble with sin in my life. I was born again now, so I was going to live a new life. But it didn't turn out to be that way. You know what I found? I found out it was just as easy to sin after I was saved as it was before. Just as easy to be a sinner when I was born again as before I was born again. In fact, it was really easy to think about sin and even really to have sin come into my mind without thinking about it. I wanted to do good. I thought about doing good. What was going on? What was the challenge? Well, there was an internal struggle that I wasn't aware of. Somehow I had missed out on that part. I hadn't maybe read this scripture yet. I didn't understand that being set free in Jesus Christ and being born again doesn't mean the struggle's over. In fact, the struggle really begins You see, the Holy Spirit is ready to guide and help and lead and win the fight. But he isn't going to force us. He never does that. He won't force us to do anything. And that's why Paul wrote these words. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. It's very interesting. Paul was just talking about the battle between the Holy Spirit and our sinful nature. But he doesn't conclude here by talking about the Holy Spirit in our sinful nature. He says that when the Holy Spirit is leading, what happens is we're not under obligation to the law of Moses. Why does he bring up the law of Moses again? I thought he was talking about sin. He was talking about our sinful nature. Well, he's telling us one last time the final result when we rely on the law. What happens when we strive to do what's right? Well, we're going to fail. 
And when we fail, that's called sin. And when we sin, we see that relying on the law never works. The reason it never works is because it has, we only can, can, can rely on the law when we're perfect, and none of us is perfect. Not one of us is perfect. And as a result of that, we're always going to be feeling defeated. We're always going to feel like failures. We're always going to be feeling like there's a conviction in our hearts because there is, because we're still sinners. So when we're directed by the Holy Spirit, though, when we're directed to do what's right, not, not to gain God's favor, we already have God's favor. That's the thing we need to know. When we're born again, we don't have to work to, to be on God's side. We're on God's side. But the Holy Spirit now frees us up to do what he created us, what God created us to do before the foundation of the universe, really. And when Jesus died on the cross, rose from the dead and returned to heaven and sent the Holy Spirit, he gave us that power when we receive it by trusting him as Savior and Lord. So freedom comes when we live under the direction and power of the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again. It's so important. Freedom comes when we live under the direction and power of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you're thinking, wait, how do I do that? How do I live under the direction and power of the Holy Spirit? That is the right question. We must submit our wills to the Holy Spirit. Notice the underlined word, submit. The Greek word for submit means to voluntarily put myself under the authority of someone else. To submit is to voluntarily put myself, yourself, under the authority of someone else. So, at any moment, you and I can say, Holy Spirit, fill me, empower me. I submit myself to you. Now, it's not magic. It is supernatural. And it is effective. If Jesus Christ is Savior and Lord in our lives, He is always ready to give us the Holy Spirit to empower us to win the fight, the battle that's on inside of us. And really, there's only one reason why it's a fight. You realize the only reason there's a fight going on inside is because the Holy Spirit only acts when we submit to Him. Our desire for control, our falling back into sin and, and slavery to the law, those are always a possibility because the Holy Spirit won't coerce us and will never manipulate us. Paul offered us a reminder of what happens when we let the sinful nature win the battle and when we don't submit to the Holy Spirit. He wrote this, When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Paul listed 15 sins. And then he said, other sins like these, sort of as a catch-all in case your special sin or my special sin wasn't included in the list. Our sinful natures are quite good at leading us away from God. They'll tell us it's freedom. That's what they're going to say. It's freedom because sin is fun. Until it isn't. For many of us, we battle all of our lives with probably one or two of these particular sins. In my case, the biggest one for me in that list of 15 was outbursts of anger. I struggled with that until I was 50 years old and finally submitted my sinful nature completely 
to the power of the Holy Spirit. And when that happened, finally, I was able to be released. Not, I'm not going to tell you I never have an outburst of anger. I'm just saying they are not ruling my life. They're not the guiding force in my life as they were. And so if you're listening and you're thinking, well, he's condemning me because I struggle with one of these sins. Not at all. In fact, I probably understand better than you realize what you're going through. I'm simply saying victory in the fight is possible. Paul moved on to tell us of the fruit or the results that we will see produced in our lives when we submit to the Holy Spirit's presence, power, and guidance. He wrote, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Let me ask you a vital question. Do you want love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control in your lives? Do you want them more than whatever of those sins that's on the list is controlling your life right now or messing up your life right now over the years many people have told me well you know i want to be a christian but i want to be a goody two-shoes i mean yeah i want to follow jesus i don't want to go overboard i mean i'm not a preacher after all everybody wants to go to heaven when they die but they sort of want to have some fun now having lived for 64 years i can tell you this i don't regret very much in life but one of the things i regret is i regret that it took me until i was 50 to get as serious as a heart attack about letting the Holy Spirit rule in my life when it came to that matter of those fits of anger that Paul wrote about. Every day of my life now, I submit my spirit, my soul, and my body to the Holy Spirit and ask Him to fill me, and I put my arms like this, because fill me and guide me. I ask Him to empower me to produce the fruit that lasts now and forever. And I know what that fruit is. We've said it two times. I'm going to say it one more time. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. A few weeks ago, I spoke about the overflow of the Holy Spirit and how we are called to live out of overflow from the Holy Spirit who's within us. And that overflow is those nine aspects or facets of the fruit of the Spirit. We don't get to live with one foot in the world and one foot in the Spirit. You see, Jesus won't do that. Jesus isn't going to, to say, yeah, sure, you can live in the world and you can live in me. Now, am I saying Jesus won't forgive our sins? Of course not. Jesus already died on the cross to prove that he has forgiven us, he does forgive us, and he will forgive us. He already did that, but he didn't die so we can sin as, as he please, as we please. And that's why Paul didn't stop with telling the Galatians not to live in slavery to the law. He told us to let our freedom not be an opportunity for sin. If every one of us who's watching today would make a simple commitment, and that commitment is to make Jesus the Savior and Lord of our lives, the commitment of our lives, I believe and I submit to you that our world would know the difference. If we committed to Jesus first in our lives, we submitted to the Holy Spirit and let him live in us and win the fight inside of us, the world would know it. And that's a fact because in the early church, the world did know it. You know, the early Christians turned the world upside down, actually right side up. They weren't perfect. You know, they, they weren't sinless, but they were willing to die for Jesus and they were willing to take the sinful natures that they had and submit them to the power of the Holy Spirit. 
and it transformed the world. Look how Paul followed up his statement about the Holy Spirit's fruit and how there's no law against that fruit. He said, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Now, I had really never focused on that verse until the past several months. But look what it says. What it says is, we can win the battle and we have won the battle. And we really need to do something to to tell really ourselves, that the battle's over. Over the years, what I have done is I've talked about this battle going on in beside of us many, many times. And I've said, if this is Chris Marshall and this is the Holy Spirit and they're in a fight, who's going to win? And I usually say, well, it'd be like that, right? The Holy Spirit would just go like that and pin me. It's over. But I've also said, and the reality is, the reason it doesn't happen is because the Holy Spirit will wait for us to say, take over. He is waiting for us to submit ourselves to Him. And when we do, we are pinned. The the sinful nature is pinned. But there's another step. Paul says there's another step. Our sinful nature, we have to. Notice what it said. We nail our sinful nature to Jesus' cross. Not to our cross, to Jesus' cross. We crucify. It's Jesus' cross that does the work. But we have to consciously, tangibly say, no more sinful nature in charge I'm going to nail that to the cross so the Holy Spirit can be in charge. And here's the truth. Jesus always acts first to win our freedom, but we must respond to be set free. I want to use an analogy from everyday life that I think really helps us out here. All of us have probably heard of an invisible fence, right? Mostly it's for dogs, usually other pets, but mostly dogs. And what an invisible fence does is it keeps a dog in a certain perimeter. The perimeter is established by putting an electric wire in the ground and then flags are put up where the perimeter is. Then the dog is given an electric shock collar so that if it gets too close to the perimeter, it gets a mild correction. But what happens after a while is the dog thinks it's the flags that are causing the shock. So they take the flags down and eventually the dog realizes it's if I step over this line, I'm going to get shocked. And they can even take the collar off the dog and the dog will never walk outside the perimeter. The dog is actually free, but the dog doesn't realize it. It stays imprisoned in that perimeter. And here's the thing we need to understand. Jesus lived a perfect life, a life that we couldn't live. He died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins. And then he rose from the dead and returned to heaven and sent the Holy Spirit so that we could have power over sin and death. He did that so that we could have fruit in our lives, the fruit of the Holy Spirit that lasts for this life and the next. And here's the question. Have we responded to the gift of freedom so we can produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the fruit that the Holy Spirit offers? That's another vital question. Jesus has already set us free. It's past tense. We don't have to live in slavery to the law and we don't have to live in slavery to sin. We can walk in freedom. But here we are sitting at the perimeter. We're sitting, we think maybe the law is holding us in, sin's holding us in. What is it that's holding us in? Nothing is holding us in. There's no perimeter. Jesus has set us free from all of that so that we can walk in freedom in the Holy Spirit. Paul offered two more quick closing points. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. So Paul first says, hey, let's let the Holy Spirit fight. I mean, if we're living in the Spirit, well, let's let Him him win all the time. Let's not 
live in slavery to sin or to the law. Let's, let, let's walk in the freedom we have by letting the Holy Spirit lead. Let's give Him reign and power. Let's submit to Him. And then He says, okay, let's not become conceited. Let's not provoke one another. Let's not be jealous of one another. Why does He say that? And, and why all the focus on the lead, letting the Holy Spirit lead and suddenly He returns to this thing of sin that, that we're living is conceited or provoking one another, being jealous to one another. Well, the reason is Paul knew himself and Paul knew us. He knew how easy it is for us to walk away from the Holy Spirit's leading to, to say, no, 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 I don't want you in there leading. I'm going to be the sinful nature's taking over again. Or I'm going, to, I'm going to take control once again. I'm going to be in control. So, if we want to know if we're winning the fight, if the Holy Spirit's really winning the fight, all we have to do is take a little spiritual selfie, right? We can ask ourselves, am I being conceited right now? Do I think more highly of myself than I ought? Am I really that guy? And if I am, well, the Holy Spirit's certainly not in that. Am I provoking other people? Am I, you know, saying negative things about them so I can feel better about myself? Well, the Holy Spirit's not in that either. What about this? Am I jealous of what you have? of who you are, of your position in life, if I am the Holy Spirit's most certainly not in that. So the more we submit to the Holy Spirit, the more His fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control are going to be part of our lives. It's going to be a little awkward at first, or maybe it's going to be a little awkward still. I've been following the, the, power, the power and leading of the Holy Spirit in my life since I was 12 years old, so for 52 years. And still, the sinful nature wants to rear up every now and then. You know, we might flounder, flounder a little bit, but when we submit our lives to the Holy Spirit, let Him win the fight. He always does. He has never lost a battle when we let Him fight. And so, if we want to live that way, if you're ready to continue living that way, start living that way, then here's today's next step. I will live in the power of the Holy Spirit this week so I can produce lasting fruit. As I've been saying, it starts with submitting, voluntarily putting ourselves under the authority of the Holy Spirit. And as we do that, we will start to walk out that fruit, the results that will last for now and for eternity. The only question is, are we going to let the Holy Spirit fight? Because He always wins. He has never lost a single battle when we simply let Him fight. You know, everything I said today about the Holy Spirit and His leading in our lives, His guiding in our lives, His fighting in our lives, it all comes back to this. Is Jesus Christ Savior and Lord in our lives. Savior means rescuer from sin and death and Lord means master or owner because as I said, Jesus told us to be born again when he becomes Savior and Lord in our lives. We are born again. We are given a new spiritual life and the Holy Spirit's inside of us. He can start to win the battle but no, only after Jesus is Lord. So how do we do that? Here at New Life we say it's simple, it's not easy because that battle is still going to go on inside of us, but it's simple as A, B, C. A, we admit. We admit we're sinners. We admit that we're broken. We admit that we have been living according to our sinful nature and not according to the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Then B, we believe. We believe that Jesus is Savior and Lord of our lives. We believe there is one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and that the Holy Spirit will come in to our lives when Jesus becomes Lord of our lives. We believe that. And then C, we confess to God our sins, and we start to confess to other people that Jesus is now Savior and Lord, that God is in charge, that we have somebody new fighting on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit, and that's why we are starting to produce fruit that they've never seen before in us. Maybe we haven't been loving or patient or we haven't been kind. We haven't been a good person. We haven't had, had self-control in our lives. All of those things come when we admit, believe, and confess. If you're ready to do that right now, I would like to pray with you. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, right now I pray with anyone who's watching online, who's listening online, who simply has, has had enough and, and is ready to say right now, I admit to you, God, I'm a sinner. I'm broken. I, I, I need your help. God, I pray with them right now. I believe in you, Jesus. I believe that you are Savior, that you're rescuer in my life. I, I also believe that you are Lord, that you get to tell me what to do. You get to show me how to live by your teachings in your word. And I confess to you, God, that I am a sinner and that the sins of my life come from that sinful nature that I've allowed to control me. And so now I ask for, for your Holy Spirit to come in, to lead and guide, to win the fight. I, I know that I can't win the fight on my own and I need you to fight for me and I give you permission, I submit to you. God, I pray for everyone who's watching online right now that each and every one of us would submit ourselves to you, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that we would live our lives in such a way that we say these sinful things, the sinful nature, the, the, the core of my being that's wrong, we nail to the cross of Jesus Christ. We crucify them there and we pick up the new life and the, the Holy Spirit's life in us at this moment. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for watching. God bless you. And here's to winning the fight this week by letting the Holy Spirit be the one who battles.